live. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, welcome, everybody. I hope you enjoyed my singing. I have never Do enjoyed you, your singing. That's not true. Uh, it could be I true. I have the beautiest, beautiest, yes, I have the most beautiful voice here at the table. Beautious. 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 If you're wondering why we're ignoring you right now, it's because we're starting our watch party. I am not ignoring you. I see you, and Which, I want you to start a watch party. Yeah, absolutely. Hashtag ad. Okay, if you don't know what a watch party is, then you probably don't know what breathing is either. Brad, Here, do you know what breathing is? We. Oh, I should probably actually start. Go. Something. Here we Start go. Watch party. Everybody, welcome to C three. Oh, I almost said it. Oh, you did. I almost said C three no, Thursday live. Generationally speaking, man, that is just sad, isn't it? That is just a sad. What that we don't say that anymore? Yeah, that we don't say that anymore. That brings back so many memories. It does. Good memories. Remember the memories of you dressed up as a bee? <laughs> Who could forget that? <laughs> nobody. <laughs> nobody. Oh. I'm just a nobody. Well. I haven't started yet. Well, so far, your mother's the only one that has long Yeah, we on. don't have anybody even no, on our No, thing. so we're just going to wait. Yeah, we're going to wait because nobody cares. Hey, we got Tabitha. Oh, Hello, good. Tabitha. I hope that your workout today was good. Brad, did you work out? When's the last time you worked out, Brad? Like, worked out. You mean, like, exercised? Like, you went to a gym. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you went to the gym? Look at this. Does it look like this has gone to a gym in any time recently? Brad, you are not as far gone as you think you are. But in an actual gym? Yeah, like an actual gym. When's the last time you think? How many years? Uh, 15. 15 years? Yeah. No way. I never like going to gyms. Why? Do you feel judged? No. Okay. I just, I'd rather be outside. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I went to a gym yesterday. I lied. I went to a gym on Monday. Did you, st- did you still go work out when you preached? Yeah. Preached last time? Yeah, it was great. That's craziness. Yeah, it was great because um, that was when I showed up. Do you remember... I showed up. And <laughs> Tabitha said she's at the gym watching. Tabitha's at the gym. That's awesome. <laughs> Tabitha, you are so committed. No, I was saying. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, do a lap for me or whatever you're doing. You know, one of those stair step machines, bicycle <laughs> do, things, whatever it lap. is. I don't care. Doesn't matter. No, I went to the gym when I showed up and then we didn't have any audio and we thought it was my fault. I can bring a free guest anytime. I'm not going. Brad, <laughs> read my list. Tabitha, if you can get Brad, if anyone can get Brad to a gym, not I a will pay you with a I would be happy donut to, from Rice I would, Roll. I would hap- a <laughs> donut. We're talking about exercising. You're oh, talking about a donut. Uh, ask the question. Oh, gosh. It's your question. Ask viewers. Ask viewers. This one right here. Oh, right okay. <laughs> what, you couldn't have done that? Hey, so here's what we want to start <laughs> off with tonight. Uh, as you are you know, tuning in, whether you're at the gym or you're at home eating a donut, whatever it looks like for you, we want to ask you this question, and if you wouldn't mind typing in the chat, what is a question or an idea or a thought that you've been thinking about this last week? Okay? Any topic? Any topic. Any, it could be about faith. It could be about science. It could be about life, history, politics, anything. What is something, just a question you've had that you've been wrestling with for the last week? There you go. And so and put that in the comments, us. or you can private message us. And, yeah. And we'll answer, maybe. And now Brad's going to ask me a question. There you go. It's brain teaser time. It's brain teaser time. Uh, My favorite. Tomorrow is? February 14th. Which is? A Friday. Valentine's Day. (laughs) It is Valentine's Day. Did you get Marissa anything? It's Valentine's Day. I've got got two questions. My presents. I've got two questions for you. You want the hard question first? Because one you're going to get. Are you going to ask me what you got, Barb? 
I already told you what I got, Barb. I know. You got her a pillow. I got her a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> Two questions. You want the easy one that you're going to get or the one that's well, actually the brain teaser? Well, you're setting me up to fail, so let's go with the easy one. The easy one. Okay. Uh, a typical gift on Valentine's Day are flowers. Okay. Did you know there's actually one other holiday that there are more flowers sold than Valentine's Day? Really? Name it. Name the holiday? Name the holiday. Oh, gosh. Another holiday? Flowers? Flowers. Okay, maybe this will be the brain teaser. I thought you'd get this one right away. Anybody? It's Anybody? a holiday? Anybody out there? All right, comment down below if you know which holiday Brad's talking about. I Come have on. no idea. Swedish Day. No, it's not Swedish Day. What is Swedish Day? <laughs> Swedish. Sweetest. Oh, sweetest. Sweetest. Um, Another day. Easter. You would... Mother's Day. There's Aww. more. There's more flowers sold on Mother's really? Day than Valentine's Day. Because everybody... Bonus That's question. living, Bonus. at least at one point, had a mother. Bonus question. A lot of people get engaged on Valentine's Day. Yeah. What do you think the approximate amount of people get engaged will get engaged tomorrow on like average? Percentage or number? Number. In the whole world? In the... You're not sure. I'm okay. not sure. That wouldn't really affect my answer. Uh, 100,000. Six million. No. Six million people will get no. engaged tomorrow. How so there you go, the brain teasers for today, he oh is 0 for goodness. 2, I even gave him an extra chance today. Hello everybody, welcome to Generationally Speaking, I just said it right. You did, I did not. Uh, there you go, and my name is Brad Maddox, and I am the lead pastor here at Crossbridge Community Church. This is my good friend, Mr. Jordan Chitwood, who is the young adults pastor here at Crossbridge. Yes I am. Hey, welcome to Generationally Speaking, where we talk about life, faith, Topics, history, the Bible, all different things, and just wrestle with them from our generation's perspective. And so tonight we're going to kick off a three-week study of Romans 12. Yeah, I and, love that chapter. Yeah, it's a great chapter. And I was, the, the reason that we're doing this is I was actually listening. Um, I'm on my way home from Renoblesville yesterday through the book of Romans, the letter of Romans. And Romans 12, when I got to it, just the way that Paul writes is so different than really all of his letters. There's mm-hmm. so much, it, it's woven in so much truth and trying to kind of pack a punch all in one chapter. And so we're going to spend the next three weeks breaking down different themes and verses from Romans 12. And today we're going to start off with Romans 12, verse 1 and 2. And I'm going to read it. So here we go. Here we go. It says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. That is. I was kind of listening. <laughs> I realized that they didn't have the verse on there. Yeah. And so I had to entertain the crowd because your voice sounds like a monotone dog. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for those encouraging words. You're welcome. Spurring each other on in love is what we're doing right there. Yes. There you go. Yes. So, so uh, what? there's a lot to unpack just in that verse in itself. Yeah. And we want to get to some other stuff. But... but um, what, what exactly does that mean as far as, you know, giving ourselves up as a sacrifice? Yeah, I think there's a couple things because when we hear the first or the word sacrifice, we often um, think about, you know, sacrificing our lives, laying down one's life for sure. another. Okay. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of individuals in a lot of different fields, firefighters, police officers, uh, military men and women, um, just different individuals that do sacrifice their life. I think Paul's talking about a different type of sacrifice here. Okay. okay. And he's talking about a living sacrifice. He words that. Um, and I think what that looks like and why it's different is because Paul is saying, honestly, I think Paul might even be saying that it's, it's easier to just sacrifice your life. 
it'd be easier to go out. <laughs> Part of it is what I want to encourage you to do is though sacrifice your comfort, your lifestyle, right, for that of others. You know, and that is such a foreign thing for us in the oh, West, Western culture. It's something we've been talking a lot about on Sundays, even here, is is what it what it really does look like to follow Jesus. Yeah, and and to be an actual follower of Christ, and and there is there's, there's this thing of uh, taking up your cross daily. Yeah, every single day. Which is, you know, exactly. I think what he's talking about here is is, a, is, is sacrificing your life. You know, yeah. your actual physical everyday being. Yeah, and I'll, I think that's exactly what Jesus says about taking up our cross daily. Exactly, and I think that there's so much truth to that. Is that it could look different every single day. Right. Is that when you wake up, you say, hey, today I'm going to be doing A, B, C, or D. And then out of nowhere, you could receive a curveball that kind of just throws your whole plan out the get-go. Right. And God challenges us to be able to respond in those moments in grace and truth and sacrifice and in worship and yeah. mercy and in justice, just all different things. And so um, speaking of worship, which yeah. also is this verse, because it, go it's ahead. got an interesting wording where it says, a living sacrifice as a as a pure proper form of worship. Oh, right, and and I think we have a um, a skewed view sometimes of worship because a lot of times in our culture in our society we think of worship as okay we come into a church service on a Sunday and we worship yeah and we're singing and and that is part of worship yeah but it's so much more than that so, so much what, deeper so what do you think that Paul is actually saying here as as we say you know that is your true form of worship yeah I think. At least how I look at worship is this idea of connecting with God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like you mentioned, it, it goes so much deeper than just, just music singing. and yeah. just singing and connecting in that way. Especially because in their culture, I mean, very few instruments, if any. Okay? Right. And so, it, it went so much deeper than that. Um, and so, especially from a true and proper form of worship, I think what Paul is pushing back on is because... Part of what we're going to talk about in the next part is the conforming to the patterns of this world. Right. There's so many I- idols out right. there mm-hmm. that are begging for your heart. Right. And what God is saying that a true form of worship is when you give me your whole heart by sacrificing your life for others and, and making and making Him or Jesus a priority in every exactly. aspect of your life. Absolutely. That is what true worship is. It's it's us not just giving, not and so many of us um, have have God as a part of our life, yeah. but he is not the center of everything we do, that our marriages are based on, oh, on him, absolutely. our relationships are based on him, our workplaces, are, everything that we do comes out of a centeredness of, of Jesus at the core of that. Absolutely. And so in the comments down below, or you can private message us, what is one of those areas that you might be like, hey, I'm all in with this, you know, this is my living sacrifice, and then part of it's just like, I don't know if I'm ready to give that up yet. And I know that's a vulnerable question to ask. So you can private message us if you feel more comfortable. Um, maybe right. it's something you're working on. But what is God asking you to give up as a cross every single day? Right, and, and, and that sacrifice. And, and we talk about it here so much, and I think we're becoming more and more aware of the way. And again, there's nothing wrong with, with, with certain comfort. But when that becomes our priority, yeah, that's where the problem is. So Absolutely. It, I think there is this 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 idea of following Jesus is going to to cost you something. It has to. Exactly. And you'll know if you actually are following Jesus by what you are sacrificing. Right. Um if you're living if you're trying to live a life that does not require anything of you, trying to 
avoid all suffering. It, it kind of brings me back to Francis Chan's balance beam yeah. uh, you know, motto. If you haven't seen this, go on to YouTube sometime and just type in Francis Chan balance, balance beam. beam. It's awesome. It's so awesome. Great four-minute video that talks about this idea of how so many of us try to hold on to the balance beam of life as safe as possible, yeah, safe not as possible. risking anything, not, not sacrificing. Risk, not risking, not... Yeah. Not, yeah. And, and then when we get to heaven, we're like... We made it. We made it. We made it. And God's just like... You you live the safest. You live the safest life possible, and you and you change no one else's life while you were there. Yeah, and Paul writes that the true and pure and proper form of worship stems from a heart of, of sacrifice. sacrifice. That is more about others exactly than it is about yourself. Exactly, and then he carries on into verse two. So that was just that, that packed a punch in verse one, and then verse two is one that you might be familiar with. Um, it's Romans chapter twelve, verse two, and Paul writes this: Do not conform to the patterns of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so that's a verse that a lot of people have either tattooed or picture frames at home, and they say, hey, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. Do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. What were some of the patterns that Paul was talking about in his culture? Yeah, and, you know, the funny thing is I think sometimes we we look at the, um, the first century people and what they dealt with and they go, well, we don't deal with that. Yeah. And a lot of it was idolatry. Yeah. And um and worshiping other other things and what who God was. You know, that's part it's all a part also of Also known as idolatry. That, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> why do I do this? That's why <laughs> But 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 we th- I had but, to. but don't you think that that we would say well, we don't worship idols because we think of idols as you know uh, the golden calf, the the, yep. the little man-made things. Yeah, and and we have as much idolatry in our lives today as we ever have. Yeah, Kyle Idleman, uh, a pastor of I believe somewhere out west, he does he has a book called Gods at War. Yeah, I've read a few times, and it's all about the different lowercase g gods, the right. different idols that are at war for your heart every day. Mm-hmm. Some of it's food, some of it is uh, priorities, some of it is your time. And then they go into deeper, even with pornography, with sex, with addictions, with relationships, um, you know, either marriage or singleness, trying to think that, you know, whatever it might be, different right. gods that fight for your heart. Yeah. And it could even be things, your family can be an idol. Absolutely. Your your spouse can honestly be an idol. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's anything that takes you away from, again, that su- that centeredness of, of who Jesus is and what God is calling you to be. Yeah. He wants to be the top priority in your life. Yeah. And so some of those patterns, you know, like you mentioned, were the idolatry. And um, I think a big part of also what the Roman church was struggling with, because I believe I'm. If I believe if I am correct, Paul never visited the church in Rome. Um, I believe so. He, so he's writing this letter to encourage them uh-huh. because he was spending a lot of his time in the Corinthian church, the Ephesus church, um, and so he writes this letter to the Roman church. And the Roman church is going under extreme persecution right now. Mm-hmm. Extreme persecution, not just by the Roman emperor, but also by the Jewish community, because what was happening was the Christian church was either they had to make a decision. Am I going to choose to believe that Jesus was the Messiah or am I going to choose to continue to be a traditional Jew right. and that Jesus hasn't come? Right. And so Paul's saying, hey, don't conform to those patterns either. Stay strong in your faith. Right. Don't allow persecution from your Jewish leaders who you grew up following. You know how hard that would be? Can, yeah. Can you imagine being in that, in that culture at that time? Oh, and, man. and it's all you knew and all of a sudden now there's something different. It'd be crazy. It, it really was almost instantaneous. I mean, Jesus dies on a Friday, and then 
resurrects on a Sunday mm-hmm. and then f- spends, what, like 40 days, I think, is what John writes a little bit about, walking there, doing more miracles, and then he ascends to heaven. So really, they had a very small time frame of, right. hey, are we going to follow this Jesus guy or not? And they are just trying to figure out this whole thing because exactly. they're so indoctrinated in, in the Old Covenant. Now they're living in something that's totally brand new, as this new movement that is brand that, that no one knows what's going to happen. And they were expecting, as Jesus extends, saying, I'm going to be back. They're expecting him to come back any day. Oh, absolutely. I think Paul even hints at that a little bit. Really, the, the letter of Acts, uh, what you've got, the book of Acts, is it hints at this. Is they're, they're trying to spread the Gospels far and wide. And then I think halfway through Acts, they say something like, we realize that Jesus hasn't come back yet. And so Paul is um, going to the Corinthians, going to Ephesus, going to the Galatians, like writing these letters saying, hey, we don't know exactly when Jesus is coming, but right. when he does, be prepared. Right. And so that's the patterns that we're talking about. Um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, Brad, is because <laughs> as we're wrestling with these patterns of their culture, our culture, while there is still idolatry and while there is still sexual immorality and while there is still some of these things, um, both of our generations struggle with different patterns of life that we're trying to conform to. And so generationally speaking, what have you noticed boomers or even yourself struggle with? Yeah, and, and I think what we're kind of talking about here is as, as believers, what do we struggle with? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think the biggest thing I would say for, for the boomers, for my generation, would be a, a legalistic approach to mm. the Scriptures. Mm. And, and we're about to tick some people off, to be honest with you. For and, some of my generation that doesn't know what the word legalistic <laughs> means, why don't you break that down a little bit more? Um, my generation loves to um, basically diss on everybody else because they're not following the rules. It's almost like the, the original Jewish church Yeah. who, hey, you know, you've got to do this, 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 and this, or you're not a good Christian. Absolutely, okay? yeah. And, and so there's, there's that legalism. It goes back to the Pharisees, and Jesus really did not like the Pharisees. Well, really? He, he loved the Pharisees. <laughs> he did not like how they acted and yeah. or did their religion, if you will. Yeah. And so uh, that would be considered legalistic. So you got to follow the letter of the law. Yeah. And, and I think that's so interesting because then you've got that part, but then my generation is kind of like a, a 180 almost. Exactly. And it's the flip side. It, it, it's on, honestly a pendulum both ways. Yeah. You know, it, we, the, the boomers have taken it too far one way, and the millennials say, well, everything goes. You know, yeah. there, there's more than just one path yeah. to, to God. There's, you know, everything's permissible. It's mm-hmm. Whatever you believe, there's no true... And, and so that's, I think that's one reason why my generation gets a little bit worked up and says, oh, no, 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 hold it. You mm-hmm. know, here's the, here's the, there's no gray areas. Yeah. You know, it's, it's either black or white. And yeah, so I think there's that, that, that's a huge thing in the, in the generations. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that I noticed when I was thinking about this, what's a pattern that my generation really uh, is struggling with is our views on sex and giving. Mm-hmm. I think that we have really dumbed down the impact of sex um, where it's just unimportant in our culture now. I mean, you, you can When have, you say unimportant, break that down, because I, I, what I'm thinking in my mind is I don't think is what you're, you're getting at. Yeah, so what I'm referring to is that for a lot of relationships today, it's, it's just another step. It, it's just something else to do. It, it's yeah. no big deal. No big deal. It's no big deal. Yeah, it really isn't. That's the mindset, right? Okay, and for me, and really, what how I was raised—you are a rare millennial. I am a very uh, rare this. millennial. Yes. Yeah, it, in both these topics, in giving and in that is sex, correct. yeah, where I believe that sex and giving are two of 
the most important topics you can not uh, risk getting wrong as a Christ follower or as an atheist. If you get these topics correct, it'll revolutionize your future. Right. So much. Here's the interesting thing is that, and you said you brought something up that I think is fascinating that we don't talk nearly enough about is, is that when you said about uh, whether you're a Christian or an atheist, whether you're yeah. a Jesus follower or an atheist, because a lot of these call them rules, call them whatever you want to command, you know, you go back to the, even the commandments. This is just a way to live that is just better. Yeah. It's been proven. It's better. And, and when you go sex outside of marriage, it doesn't matter. The divorce You're, rates go up so much at, for just, sex that have it's people crazy. that have sex outside of marriage. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the stats all go back to actually supporting the the what we call the, the Christian viewpoint of yeah. not having sex until you're married. Yeah, and I think you see so many marriages that do struggle. Um, one of my favorite authors says that the first question he asks in marriage counseling is, "How frequent do you have sex?" or have you taken sex outside of marriage? And he said something like 50 to 60% of marriages that are there that are struggling are struggling because of a lack of intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my generation specifically, when I was, when I was saying like, it's, I think that we have really dumbed down the impact that sex has on our life right. where it really is just another thing to do. Right. And I think it's so much more important than that. It, it, it is so special, especially yeah. inside the bounds of marriage. And and again, it goes back to an interesting, that could be a whole nother that topic. That could be a that, whole nother problem. We need to do that sometime. Probably should. Yeah. 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 Talk, you, you talked about generosity and money. Yeah. And I think that is honestly a, a an interesting point and a, a crucial point. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I've been so disappointed with my generation and the next generation in the previous generation on how we handle money. And I know I'm generalizing here. Okay. That's why it's generationally speaking. Um, you've got the exceptions to the rule. I do not, be- I have a hard time thinking that you can truly follow Jesus without giving back. Absolutely. In some way. Um, no matter how little you make, no matter how much you make, you see examples with Jesus where you've got the poorest of the poor, and then you've got the riches of the rich all giving back financially right. and with your time. I do not believe you can make a case. I don't think there's any way you can possibly argue and make a case saying that you love Jesus without giving back. And it goes back to the whole thing we started with is is idols. Exactly. And and and, and that's mo- something Tabitha brought exactly. up. Exactly. Money, idol money, money. Is an ab- yeah. as an idol. And I and I believe in our generation, whether my generation, your generation, in the culture that we live in, hundred percent, that is absolutely. Absolutely true, and 100%. I just preached about this a couple of weeks ago. Is that you know Jesus says that that where your, your your treasure is, that is where your heart is. Yeah, and and going back to exactly what we said is we're supposed to live sacrificially. Jesus wants our heart, absolutely first and foremost. And the one thing it was true with me, and still is true. It's something I fight all the time. Is the number one thing vying for my heart is wealth and and money. And I think that's the case for so many. We'll just keep it in America because that's where we are right now. Right. So many Americans, especially moving forward, wealth will probably be the ultimate idol moving forward. Wealth and sex, I would argue. Right. But really wealth, especially right. for the future of the church. Yeah. I mean, you and I were just talking about this is um, because individuals worldwide, nationwide's generosity is going down. 
churches are going to have to start to find secondary incomes. Absolutely. Not just churches, but pastors too. I yeah. mean, that's that's been an issue for a while. Right. Um, is where individuals have had to either find second jobs or third jobs. And that's one of those things that we've, we've talked about here is that Absolutely. you know the, the the world, the church world is changing dramatically, and it's going to look totally different in ten years than what it ever has. Oh, so different. So tying this whole thing back up, and going back to the very first thing. So yeah. I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Do you have some ideas of how? Do you do that? Yeah, I think when we hear verses like this, again, our mind goes to the extreme. Well, I have to lay down my life for another. I have to go th- go out and give all my savings. Um, I think there's a few next steps you have to take. And first, it starts with acknowledging the problem. Uh, part of what Bruce is going to be preaching on this week is that you have to acknowledge what's going on. Okay. It's so easy for us to avoid these conversations. Right. Okay. So you have to be willing to admit that even if you think that you're living okay, how can I take it a next step? Okay. The second area that I think, um, I think it totally goes back to look at your finances. Okay. Um, I know we've been talking about money a lot the last month. Yeah. Okay. But I truly believe if you get finances correct in your life, it will change your relationship with God. Absolutely. And your relationship with others. Right. So one thing that I suggest, go on and download, if you have Google Play or, or Google Store or iTunes, um, the App Store, go on and download an, a free app called Truebill. Okay? T-R-U-E-B-I-L-L. Truebill. What it does is it'll take your bank accounts and it'll just show you where you're spending your money. It'll put it in the food category. And it'll probably shock car. you. It, oh, my gosh. When Marissa and I did this seven <laughs> months ago, we realized that we were spending $600 more a month on food than we had budgeted. Yeah. Each month. And we weren't making very much money to begin with. And right. so the fact that I can't imagine what people do. And so why I say that is a first step is because if you truly want to look at how you can live a sacrificial lifestyle, it starts with taking out some of those idols. Right. It starts with attacking those. And because wealth is the biggest one, I would argue, yeah, and, I'd start there. And I think, you know, your first point was was just acknowledging it. And, yeah. and I think it's, it's asking the question and actually praying the dangerous prayer of God, would you show me in my heart, would you show me yeah. what is vying for you in my heart? Absolutely. And, and it, it could be time, it could be money, it could be all kinds of things that, that are actually standing in the way for you having the proper worship that God is asking for. Yeah, I think you've got people that are all in on giving finances, but no time. Right. You've got the people that are all in on giving time, but no finances. Right. And then you've got the sweet spot that do everything, and then they've still got their own idols. And I think part of their idols might be too many priorities. Right. Okay? Like too many things going on, not enough downtime, not spending time alone with God, areas of that. This will affect your relationships with other people. Absolutely. In a positive or a negative way. Right. If you are tired of living, um, feeling stuck, I think that's a question we get all the time. How yeah. do I stay unstuck? And it even says, you know, um, where, where, where is it? Uh, about then your you will, will be, in here. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will has God, Because how many times do we get asked, well, I just don't know what I'm supposed to do. I know. I, I'm not feeling satisfied in my job. I'm not. I'm, exactly. And, and this is, it all starts back right here. Yeah. Who is at the center of everything that you do? You know, especially with these two verses, I think, excuse me, so many of us think that we have to get it right. With God. Well, mm-hmm. I don't want to take a step in this area. I don't want to create, what if I walk this direction and I upset God? Or what if I give too much? There's no such thing as giving too much, okay? Um, different areas like that where we're like, we want to make sure we know God's perfect will. Right. I don't, 
I don't think God's as, con- and we've talked about this before, I don't think God's so concerned about that. Right. I think God is only concerned about us giving him his whole heart in every step we take. And, and, and if we take those steps in every aspect of our life, God's will is, is going to be revealed more Absolutely. and more and more. Absolutely. And you know what's so cool about that is when you look back to 5, 10, 20, 30 years, and you're like, man, if I wouldn't have taken those steps, yeah. how, how far back would I be from where I am now? Exactly. But it's so cool because then when you have taken those steps, they're so rewarding. And I was thinking about this on my way as we close today, on my way here, about how my generation and even sometimes myself struggle with the conforming to the patterns of this world of I have never, ever regretted a time when I've sacrificed something. Right. But I think in the moment we get so terrified of what the future will look like if we do sacrifice. But looking back, I've never regretted it. Well, and, and, and again, even, you know, I think this transcends both generations is that you start relying and trusting on God and you see him come through oh, because yeah. what we're trying to do is, is provide for ourselves and, and make sure that, you know, we've got it. And, and there's, there's good parts of that. But if we're not relying on God, we don't see him taking care of us either. Exactly. And I think that's so important is to be relying on God through prayer, through patience. Mm-hmm. And that's the big one um, because we live in an on-demand culture and, uh, and, and in presence, giving God our presence and asking for God's presence yeah. to be known. Okay. Well, hey, thank you so much. We busted through that. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. We just spent 30 minutes talking on two verses, and so we are looking forward to this three-week study. Next week, we're going to be talking about, I believe it's verses 9 through 16, and so we're going to be looking at this idea of um, being patient and serving others with hospitality. And with love. And so it's going to be good. So, hey, thank you so much for joining us. If you only caught half of this, you can check us out on our Spotify or on our iTunes. Just go on and type in Crossbridge Community Church and you'll find us there. This Sunday, we'd love to invite you to week number two of our Shattered series. Bruce is going to be preaching on a word that makes people cringe. Oh, especially my generation. Yes, yeah, it's going to be good. You're not going to want to miss this one. Nope, you're not going to want to miss this. So either tune in live at 1030 or see us in person. Yep. Either service. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Have a great night. Have a great night.